Welcome to Focus and Flourish. This is a podcast to provide food photographers with the knowledge and understanding of essential business practices that will allow you to create thriving ventures. I'm very excited to be here today. I am your host, I'm Linda, and I'm here together with my co-host, Marta. Hello, I'm Marta. I'm a Poland-based food photographer and content creator. I'm very pleased and glad to be here today with you. Welcome to today's episode and we want to talk to you about passion projects and your portfolio. What are passion projects? Why are they important? How you can use them to generate your ideas? And of course, some examples of our own passion projects that have helped us throughout our careers. Yes, this is a topic that I'm pretty excited about. I think before this year, I found the idea of like personal projects and passion projects a bit intimidating. I didn't know how to come up with ideas and how to use them to my benefit. But this year, at the start of this year, I did like three months worth of personal projects and it reignited a creative rut that I had found myself in for the whole of the year before. So I find them really exciting. I found ways to also use them to connect with new clients and broaden my network as well as work with other creatives. And so I just wanted to bring this up as a topic because I think it can be really inspiring, really thought provoking. And I hope that it gives people some ideas of how they can maybe reignite their creativity if they've lost it or kind of find a new purpose for projects and find ways to help them build out their portfolio and attract new clients as well as just finding creativity and joy in shooting. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that um, we have this topic as one of our business podcast episodes, because I can relate to what you just said so well. For a very long time, I was stuck in a very massive creative route as well and I think partially to blame was the the culture that we've created around personal projects whereby we in social media space we keep on saying that once you do a personal project it, it needs to be a full-on massive undertaking with a massive mood board with so many ideas and best thing to do is switch up your backdrops throughout the process and make sure that you have a thousand percent maximization of your productivity and everything that you do is just super efficient and it needs to be a hands-on project that's going to take your business to the next level and this is not what it is and some personal projects can be so low-key and they can be so low in expectations in terms of you don't need to demand so much of yourself and I think it's great that we're talking about this topic today because we can also diversify between the two types of personal projects. And I know that you brought this idea to me when we very first spoke about this, and I love how you differentiate between the two. So do you want to share what you shared with me last time as well? <laughs> yes, let's see if I can remember it more or less what I think I said. Um, <laughs> so yes, as you said, I think personal projects and passion projects can be overwhelming to people in the beginning. A lot of the time people see them as these enormous undertakings. And for that reason, I feel like I I, I separated them in my mind. So a passion project is something that is big. I feel like a passion project is like, what crazy thing do I want to shoot at some point in my life or in the hopefully in the near future? But what is like an amazing image or idea that I have that one day I would really like to shoot? And how can I make that happen? And that might be a bigger project that requires planning, that requires working with a team. It might require me investing some of my money into renting something or other or going somewhere and creating something that is like, wow. <laughs> and to me, that's a passion project. And it might be that it's also 
also an image story. It might be done over multiple days or multiple sessions even. I had an idea once that I wanted to put together like an ebook or some kind of book about sustainable chefs around the world and starting maybe in the UK and branching out. For example, that's like a big passion project because it's a book <laughs> essentially. And I haven't started it yet in case anyone's wondering because it's such a big project. I haven't got around to starting it. But for me, that's like a passion project. It's big, but it will have... I expect a pretty big return on investment in the future because it's showing a huge range of skills. I'm connecting with a lot of people along the way. And so it will have a lot of benefits for me in the future when I do it. Whereas for me, a personal project is something on a much smaller scale. It's what I do when I'm feeling creatively stuck, uninspired, and I want to maybe add something to my portfolio or I just want to shoot something that has maybe a different colour or a different type of light, something that I just want to capture in the moment. And so I kind of bring that down into a much smaller project that I can, I still might plan it, but it requires a lot less, not effort, because I'm still going to, you know, create something beautiful at the end of it, but it's not such a huge, overwhelming, maybe intimidating task. And I guess that's how I kind of separate them out. So I did personal projects at the start of the year, probably still bigger than they need to be, <laughs> but I, in January, February and March, <laughs> each month I chose my favourite cookbook or one of my favourite cookbooks and I chose and photographed three recipes from each book maybe even four and I photographed them and I put them together into a blog post and a couple of projects and it just helped me to refocus my creativity to cook something I loved eat something afterwards that I loved <laughs> and try new things in those projects even just one month would have been enough or was enough in fact to to bring back that creativity that I felt like I was missing something as small as that can be a really really good way to boost any kind of lack of energy that you're feeling and give you some more inspiration to kind of get going again and do something that is just for the pure joy of doing it basically so yeah I hope that kind of makes sense and was along the lines of what you remembered me saying <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I meant and I love it and thank you so much for, for sharing it here as well and I agree with this so much and I think differentiating between the two like the massive passion projects that are huge projects where you can involve other people into them is one separate thing and that kind of allows you the headspace to reset your expectations and allows you to think about this as a business task almost and that gives you the space to think about it in a way that it's okay if it feels overwhelming it's okay if it feels like I need to take it down into smaller pieces and chunks and different smaller tasks that will allow me tackling this big undertaking whereas having a personal project that is purely for me and for my creativity and for my skill that gives you so much space to find that lost joy of creating and I think this was key for me as well this year that understanding that I really don't have to squeeze myself into 200 and 300 and 500 percent to get as much as I can out of every single shoot and finding that pure wild joy in creating something simple and this is when when you do that and when you find that feeling again this is that moment that allows you to remember, ah, this is why I got into this in the first place. And this is what fuels you to keep on going. At least that's how it is for me. And so I think it is so important to take the pressure off yourself in having to think that, oh, I have to switch up the backdrops because I have these beautiful tangerines that I want to shoot and I need to shoot them in five different settings with six different color palettes. And this is not the case. You just want to capture something pretty. And if you feel like shooting it with five different color palettes or six different color palettes, then fine, by all means, please do that. And if you feel inspired, take advantage of that. But if you don't, having just one image 
is more than enough as well. Definitely, exactly that. And we're wanting to to think about also how to link this to your portfolio. And that's exactly a really good example of that. One image can change your portfolio dramatically. And so if you are inspired by something and you come away with a really beautiful shot that you're so proud of and it's something different to what's currently in your portfolio, that's all you need. And that can go in. And that was a personal project worth doing, even if it took you 15 minutes. <laughs> so definitely embrace exactly. those moments. Exactly. And I think that's so important. Even if it took you 15 minutes, that's more than enough. You really don't need to spend so many hours on a project to make it valuable. If it's good, if it's technically a good picture, if it's good in so many technical aspects, but also if it makes that something in your soul tickle and it, it just gives you that joy that it means that it's it's worthwhile. And even if there will be, because there will be situations when you have something so inspiring and you take that 15 minutes to take pictures of it and then you find yourself that actually these pictures are no good and I don't like them at all and it didn't turn out anyway how I wanted it to, then that's fine as well. There's nothing wrong with it because there's always going to be a lesson learned and there's always going to be something that you can take away. Definitely. I think that's really key as well to, if there isn't anything that you like, maybe reflect on why that is. Was the lighting not how you want it to be? Did the colours not work? Is the composition not right? Does it look too empty? Is it too busy? It's really important to have those, they're not failures, but to have those moments where it didn't quite work out well because you can learn as much from those, if not more, than the shoots that went perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No time that is spent with your camera is time that is wasted. It's so important to remember about that. Honestly, to take all of that pressure away from our shoulders finding personal projects that will allow you to find your creativity that's the one thing but also by learning those skills and by expanding your technical knowledge and also your creative knowledge you allow yourself to grow into being a better photographer who is able to deliver better quality of service to your potential clients or to your current clients and you can use those personal projects to learn those skills that you feel that you're lacking at the moment when you use those skills practice those skills you end up being just a better photographer overall and also you can find inspiration for those personal projects and the skills that you're lacking and I think I'm skipping ahead a little bit but (laughs) but it's one of those ideas that is good to explore just having the understanding of where to take the inspiration from. What you're saying as well about you know filling in maybe gaps in your knowledge and learning new skills this is something that we will discover along our entire journey and career as photographers there is always something new to learn always something new to try and your style will no doubt evolve and change over time as well and I think creative projects allow you to explore different styles and different ways of shooting and and different subjects as well. I'm a food photographer by trade at the moment but I love different kinds of photography and there are other photography goals that I have for myself and my career that I would like to be able to achieve. Through personal projects I'm able to test out those different kinds of things and find my style, find the way that I would shoot those and show them in my portfolio to prove to clients that I can do that kind of work. Yeah, if I look at where I was two or three years ago to my portfolio to now, it's very different and it's completely normal for that to change. And that's why I really think that it's important to think about personal projects throughout your entire career. So you can be observing your own changes, acknowledging the style evolution, acknowledging the shift maybe in where you want to be positioning yourself and how you position yourself and who you want to work with. In terms of finding and allowing your style to evolve, I think that's also a thing that we've gotten so fixated on in food photography in general. I think there is this notion going around that we need to have our own unique style that 
is going to be reflective of who we are as food photographers? Yes and no. And I think yes, because obviously our style will show in our personalities and no in a sense that it's going to, like you said, evolve and change over time because our style is essentially showing the world and our clients and other people who we are. But at the same time, it's that thing that's going to be changing with time because there will be different things that inspire us at different times throughout the year. Our photography might look different during the summer than it looks during the winter because the light is different, the products are different, the colors that are present in our lives are different over time as well because our props will change, what we like will change, the things that are currently popular will change and that will impact how our style evolves in the big picture as well. And so that's why I think it's important to understand that we don't need to get fixated on having one specific particular kind of style that we need to at all times follow. And I think that's also great in a sense of our client work because the style that changes and evolves means that we can work with different clients throughout time and that can reflect what we enjoy at that particular time because if we enjoy a particular style of photography and that style is associated with a brand that we enjoy at that point in time then that gives us the possibility to work with them and to potentially approach them for working together on a project and then when our style and something that we enjoy changes it opens up a possibility to working with someone else and that's great it's just such a freeing idea definitely and we can also open doors for ourselves in that way if we decide that we want to work with a completely different kind of client than we've done in the past for example if you've been doing restaurant photography or cafes and you know these kinds of places but you want to do more product photography you can use personal projects to experiment that and show how you can do it learn how to do it if it's a completely different skill set you can add those images to your portfolio so that's how I also use them to fill in gaps in my portfolio that's exactly what I did actually the other way around I wanted to do restaurant photography and I had been doing product photography and I thought well how am I going to show people that I can do this yes of course I went as I always advocate I offered a couple of free shoots to places near me to get some experience but I also tried to recreate some types of images at home how can I create a restaurant style setting what is it about when you look at a photo that you know it's taken in a restaurant it's the linens maybe on the table maybe the tablecloth if it's like a fine dining restaurant it's the cutlery the way that things are positioned on the table it's the wine glass with the water glass and you kind of analyze how those things look and then you recreate them when you put a project in place you can create a photo story that matches these kinds of environments these kinds of scenes you can apply that to any type of client I want to do travel photography in the future so okay I need to go out and start traveling more (laughs) I need to take pictures that tell stories if I want to relate it to food how can I do that what kind of stories can I tell and how will they fit into my portfolio to attract the client that I want and that's how I use personal projects both as a creative inspiration but also as a way to target my ideal clients in the future and I can say with quite a lot of certainty that it's worked because now I'm mostly working with restaurant photography clients and I wasn't doing that before so I've clearly done something right in how I shifted and and made that happen in my in my portfolio in my business. You know that also in terms of going with personal projects that are allowing us to understand the skill set that also gives us the confidence that we then need because I remember when I was when I wanted to work with the first product brand and do a lifestyle photo shoot for them. So essentially their product in a styled environment. I was so anxious about how to, how do I need to approach it? What do I need to do? And when I had my first photo shoot that was for free, it was my first month into food photography as a full-time business owner. I did a 
a free photo shoot for a brand, I understood what it means to have a brief and what it means to have a massive mood board and a whole communication around the idea and the vision for your photo shoot. And then having that skill at that time, I didn't yet understand quite well how to shoot products. And so that project gave me a peek into what it means. And then I've taken those experiences and recreated them in my own time. I started making my own peanut butter at home and taking photos of peanut butter in a jar to recreate the feel of peanut butter photo shoot. <laughs> I was doing other projects that could allow me to make me feel like I am shooting a product photo shoot, lifestyle photo shoot for a brand. And then when another project with a brand came along that was a paid project, I didn't feel like such a an imposter almost. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like someone who's not knowing what they do because I could understand what are the different aspects that go into that project. And it was easier for me to step on the set and feel like I know where I need to go with this entire undertaking. And so that's where those personal projects can really come come in handy. And also what you said in terms of restaurant photo shoots and how you enjoyed them and how you wanted to work with these types of clients, how you took them as a personal project to then show to clients that you can work with them. It was same with me and recipe photography for food bloggers. I really enjoy cooking meals at home. I really enjoy the process of it. I find that there are so many beautiful steps along the way that we often overlook when we cook in a rush. My husband, he always laughs at me that I'm the only person that he knows who can stop halfway throughout cooking and just look at raw vegetables and go, oh my god, they're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided that I need to turn this into my personal project. And so I started finding recipes that I really enjoy and I was shooting them for months and months and I produced so many photo shoots that I did as a personal project and then I started sharing them on Behance and different food blogger forums. Those clients, they started approaching me without me pitching to them, asking me whether I could do recipe photography for them because they've noticed that there is something about my photography that they enjoy and that they, they want to have visible on their blog as well and it just goes to show that really those personal projects are a really great way for you to practice a skill and then offer that skill to the client without even having to take so much effort and energy in pitching because that's usually the most difficult part it's just great that you can combine the two things and make it into a pleasant experience oh definitely I really love all of that we're going to talk about pitching in a future episode I really feel like personal projects taking the time to create and put stuff out into the world is one of the best ways of kind of almost like passive pitching <laughs> the more that you yeah. put your work out there the more that people are going to see it and it's more chances that clients are going to go oh we want this person we want we want you and reach out to you I think that's why many people who are successful will say that they get inbound inquiries a lot because they are constantly creating for themselves. They don't feel guilty taking time to just shoot for themselves without, I wouldn't say without purpose, we always have purpose or often have purpose, but without it being for a client and just experimenting, playing, learning, enjoying. 
And I really, really think that the more you create, the better your chances are of, of getting work. Um, it's as simple as that, really. And that's really why I advocate also in my coaching with my clients. I encourage them to do personal projects throughout the whole program. We're constantly coming up with, OK, what's the next one and what gaps are going to fill in your portfolio or what is it you need to learn? How can we make that happen for you? And then how can we make this useful? I even go so far as to ask them to create mood boards for their personal projects, like you just said as well. And recently I've started using ChatGPT to come up with a brief, which is really awesome. So I might say like, I might give it some kind of prompt and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. These are the clients I work with now, but I want to work with these kinds of clients or my student wants to work with these kinds of clients. Can you give me a brief for, and I might give it an idea of something, you know, the kind of, if it's a drinks brand or if it's a restaurant or if it's a cafe, and I'll ask it to generate like a mock brief for me for them to interpret and to shoot for. And that's a really great way also of being able to come up with a personal project that will fill gaps in your portfolio, that's client oriented, that has a purpose. If you're not quite sure how to start with it, then ChatGPT can give you like a brief to get started with and give you direction. And it can be really, really helpful and really fun as well, because you don't know what it's going to come up with. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. It's such a good point. It's such a brilliant idea as well um, to use ChatGPT because that's the issue sometimes that we have all these ideas. So for example, you want to become a product photographer and you want to do lifestyle photo shoots for a brand that makes Prosecco, let's say. How can you generate ideas for a brief? And sometimes you can come up with certain ideas, but there will be times when it will be difficult to think about all these different technicalities that a brand or a marketing team who's responsible for their marketing projects, what they can come up with. And so it's easier to use an external tool such as ChatGPT to generate these ideas because then you kind of feel like you've almost been given a brief from, from a brand and you just need to tackle it. And you need to go through the same thought process that you normally would with any project. You need to take it into smaller pieces and smaller chunks and think about how can I approach it how can I make it happen and how this vision can come to life and so that's pretty cool that's a really good idea <laughs> yes <laughs> one way to generate ideas anyway <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but essentially like we just said the key way is to understand what kind of work would you like to do more of and observe what kind of jobs give you so much joy what kind of jobs bring you satisfaction and what do you want to do more of and so that's going to be the key way of generating ideas for your project even in terms of product photography there is a huge difference between how you would work with a brand that produces marmalades or jams or jarred produce as opposed to a brand that makes drinks or a brand that produces chocolate or a brand that produces coffee there will be a difference between how you would show these products and how those lifestyle images would look like and so it's good to have a very in-depth understanding of what you want to do and who you want to work with. That being said, of course, keep in mind that it's going to evolve and change, but it's good to, to have that list of dream clients. Even if they are big names of big brands, you can buy those products in a shop and recreate a photo shoot as if you were shooting for them. Mm -hmm. And then that gives you a really great portfolio. No one said that you can't use those images in your portfolio then. And it looks pretty impressive when you have these kinds of images that are at a good standard as well. They're a good set of photos when you use them in your portfolio. It looks really good. Something else also that I have been doing recently to come up with ideas for personal projects and something else that I teach my students or that I show them how to do is basically I'll create like a mini spreadsheet and it will basically be a one list will be a list of all the items 
I either have in my home and could work with. They can be cookery related, like food photography related, as in props or specific brands. Or they can even be brands that I would love to work with in the future, like dream clients. And I'm willing to invest in some of their things to make the project happen. The other list will be, or the other column will be a list of the kinds of scenes that I would love to recreate at some point or do a photo of. Um, so for example, I might be thinking of doing like a I don't know, bonfire on the beach with marshmallows and things like this with friends. Maybe I'm thinking of doing an afternoon tea scene or a picnic scene. Those are the things that I really would love to create at some point. And then I match them up with all the products that I either have or that I would would like to invest in and then I kind of start fleshing out an idea based on that so for example if I'm thinking of something very outdoorsy I love doing outdoors photography and shooting outside and so you and I've done a picnic project in the past that's something that I was thinking of doing I could say cool I want to do a picnic project what kind of scene do I want to create and what can I use and what do I need to do that I have a picnic camper I have flowers maybe oh I need to buy flowers I need to buy a blanket maybe I have like some really nice crockery or like wooden boards that I'm going to use I don't know for example I need to buy champagne glasses or something to make it look fancy so who would I like to buy products from that I'm going to use and I can again maybe pitch to those clients later or use that as a a way to license my images thinking back to the previous episode and that also opens doors maybe to start working with other people so I might say well in a picnic scene if I'm taking the photos it will look very empty if no one's in it so who can I request to be in the photos maybe I can ask friends and family but maybe there are other creatives in my area that I could work with and open up new doors make new connections and maybe they would be interested in a project for them because they also don't have picnic shots in their portfolio and we can work together and create something that benefits us both and you're not only adding images to your portfolio you're not only thinking about brands that you could pitch to and work with but you're also expanding your network and collaborating with other people and that also opens a load of doors for the future in ways that you don't know right now but it can be a really really great way to network and yeah just create opportunities for yourself in the future so just something else to think about if you're stuck with how to come up with projects that's something that I often do that's a really good idea as well and also that one teaches you the skill something that we've already mentioned and then two it teaches you how to work with other people as well which is a separate skill to have I remember when I first wanted to start working with an assistant on the set when I started having a lot of projects in my studio there was a time when I knew that I wanted to bring someone on board and when I started having enough projects monthly that would allow me to have an assistant that I can pay for. I remember I started really thinking about, you know, the technicalities that will come with it. And so how do I instruct them? How how do I divide the tasks? How do we communicate? What is it that is within my scope of work? And what is it that is within my assistant's scope of work? And brainstorming on all of these ideas is one thing. And then bringing someone in to start actually doing it with you then teaches you on the job how to do it and how to communicate and how to make your project come to life in a much much quicker way as well it's something that I now really enjoy I enjoy having an assistant with me on the set because that means that we can do so many more photo shoots throughout a day while still maintaining a high quality of work that we deliver having all of these different things that you aspire to they don't mean that you need to stop there and just think about them as something that I will achieve a few years down the line when I'm there because you need to get there somehow and by doing these little things is getting there like you always advocate and I also really agree with this there are so many opportunities that are unpaid but they will monetize differently or they will bring a different profit over time in a few months or years it's really important to take these opportunities and have those ideas and make them into our projects without having to think about is it going to pay me enough or something I remember when I was starting out, my big challenge was finding 
the rationale behind doing a photo shoot for myself that I'm not doing for a client because that meant spending money on products, investing my time, and I often didn't know if this is going to bring me any profit. It almost felt like I'm not entirely sure whether I should be spending that time doing this photography project or perhaps I could spend this time pitching to new clients instead. I had instances of situations where my images that I took as part of my personal project are now either bringing me profit through stock or they are bringing me profit because I license them directly with another client. If you're thinking about a project, don't think about whether there is a point in doing it because I'm not entirely sure if this is a time well spent. Just do it. Any photography project that's going to enhance your skills and create new content for you in terms of new images is time well spent. Definitely. And also, you just don't know when you might get some kind of other return on that in the future. For example, I also did a photo shoot a couple of months ago in Armenia, where I went on holiday with my dad, basically. I reached out to a few foodie experience kind of tourism groups, basically, that I found in Armenia and asked them if I could come and do a photo shoot in exchange for an experience, essentially. One of the companies responded and actually invited me on a full-on photo shoot that they were doing for the next season coming up. And I've had a few people ask me since then if I got paid for that or how I dealt with that. And honestly, I did it as a creative a kind of instinct. I wanted to go and shoot something with people that I haven't met before in a really unique location that I would never have been able to reach alone. We went to a beautiful mountain top that we had to reach through off-roading with park rangers <laughs> and we had overview, like a wow. view of the most one of the most famous monasteries in the country and everyone sees it from the ground and we saw it from the mountaintop looking down and we had beautiful chefs who have all been trained through a charity organization that helps run these experiences and they're local people who are passionate about what they do and I've come away with really unique photos that I would not be able to do at home I just can't <laughs> recreate that landscape at home I can't recreate the foods mm. there are people there are models who were there who were there to be photographed I did that purely from the perspective of I'm not going to be able to do this by myself and I want to enjoy it. Who knows what this could bring for me if I add these photos to my portfolio, maybe one, two years down the line, if I want to be doing, for example, more travel and food related photography, this kind of experience will can help me get there. I can't do this from my living room, essentially. And so it's really important, I think, to be open to opportunities, like you say, unpaid opportunities and not see them as not worthwhile just because they're not paid. There is so much to be gained from doing personal projects, doing collaborations. Obviously, I'm not advocating to take every single one and to work for free forever. But I really think there is a time and a place for doing these kinds of projects and making the most of them, making making these connections and, and kind of <laughs> being kind, giving these images. I gave my images to, to this organisation to use for their marketing materials because I love what they do. A lot of the things they stand for share my values and I'm really happy and proud to give them the images that I created for them. I'm certain that at some point this is going to give back to me in some way in the next year or two when I'm shifting my focus to who my cli ideal client is. So yeah, I really, really definitely mm -hmm. think that it's, it's important to see it from that point of view as well. Agreed, 100%. You know, I also think in terms of unpaid opportunities, it really comes down to what what you individually think is worthwhile for you. It's important to understand where is the cutoff between something that I feel is inspiring and something that I feel is daunting or almost an unpleasant chore. If you think that an opportunity that came up for you is going to bring you 
so much skill and so much quality content to your portfolio and you feel inspired by it and it feels like it aligns with your values and it feels like it's something that you are proud to be able to sign your name under, then by all means go with it and don't think about whether it's going to monetize here and now because like you said, who knows where it's going to bring me in a few years. But if you feel like an opportunity that's just landed in your inbox or in your DMs on Instagram is just not worth your time or effort or your energy and you just know that it's going to turn into a massive project that's going to need a lot of your time and that's going to leave you really frustrated and feeling like you're giving away your time and your images for free and you don't even care about that brand all that much to be giving them all of this then don't be afraid to say no as Mm -hmm. well because there is nothing wrong with saying no and it's much better to then spend that time doing something else like your personal project at home shooting a product that you want to be working with in a few years time yeah absolutely yeah i think you've hit the nail on the there <laughs> say yes and say no at the right <laughs> times and for things that work for you for sure yeah. yeah i know that there are so many different passion projects that we've both worked on and that have helped us to get to certain places that we wouldn't even imagine we would get to maybe it would be nice for us to you know to share them over here just to give some inspiration as well and to show firsthand how it can actually work in practice yes i think i've probably shared mine already to be honest the biggest one that i've done for me will be related to restaurant photography that's the area or the niche of food photography that I really wanted to get into and I still want to keep developing that so when I decided that I wanted to get into restaurant photography I didn't have anything in my portfolio to show for that at all yeah the two things I did for that were to start creating images at home in a way that styled like a restaurant setting would look um, using different props and analyzing you know even on Pinterest having a look on if I type in restaurant photography what what does it look like and how can I recreate that at home and, and trying to to create images that would fit in my portfolio but of course the best thing I could do for that was to go and be in an environment in a restaurant or a cafe environment and take photos there which not only gives me the images but builds my confidence in being able to go to a location and shoot for them so I went to a a cafe in my local town at the time and took some interior shots a couple of staff shots Um, and some dishes and drinks and once I had 10 12 images and I started publishing them I started having people reaching out to me for work and the other thing that I also do every year if I can for myself just in general is to set a personal mood board we're in the start of the year now and I will be doing the same thing I love to go through Instagram through Pinterest and through other creative platforms and basically I will save all the types of images that I love and that I wish I had taken myself or would love to take in the future. And I will put them into a mood board and that really helps me shape the direction I want to go in for myself personally and professionally. That's something that every year for the last two or three years I've been doing and helps me to to guide my yeah my direction and my creative projects so it's not necessarily one specific project that I'm sharing here but the idea of creating a personal mood board is really really helpful because I think it opens your eyes also into the different styles or subjects that you want to be shooting and it enables you to to grow and develop that at the same time so yeah I really recommend creating like a, a personal mood board to guide you in terms of where you want to go creatively as well. It's always a good source of inspiration and it's good to have a visual cue that's going to be your help because we're such visual creatures, all of us food photography creators, that it's good to have something to reference to throughout the year, I guess. What about you? What kind of personal projects have you done to to help your journey? Very similar to what you said with restaurant photography. That was my experience with recipe photography. I've taken so many personal projects around 
different recipes that I shoot. For me, the, the key challenge was to find ways in how I can show theoretically unappetizing aspects of food in an appetizing way and in a way that's pleasing to the eye and then finding ways of showing the final dish in different ways and from different angles and in different styling situations, also in a way that's going to be sustainable for my creativity. That's been the personal project that I've, I was focusing on for many months at the beginning when I was starting out as a food photographer. And that led me to having my regular food blogger clients that I work with now and I, that I've been working with for months and some of them for years. And I also tend to have these personal projects of things that I just find that they inspire me. So for example, I go to do grocery shopping and I see a beautiful vegetable or a beautiful fruit or there is a cake that I've been wanting to bake for a long time. I tend to just do it and then photograph it without the process of it, just the ready product. And I tend to photograph it as a more of a lifestyle or a visual story kind of image. And then that allows me to find different styles and different ways of showing products and specific dishes and practice different techniques. This personal project has allowed me to work with a stock. I don't mean a shutterstock or, or anything like that, but a specific food photography stock. And also I ended up licensing my image to uh, one of my dream clients, which is Lightroom. And I licensed one of my images that I created as part of my food photography personal projects. And it's now sitting on Lightroom's homepage, which is a brilliant example of how creating something without the intent of what am I going to get in return, you can then land somewhere where you didn't even expect you can go. Sort of similar to what you mentioned in terms of a mood board or an inspiration board, I like doing that exercise once a year, every year and a half, that I go into images that inspire me the most. And I try to find a recurring theme or recurring themes of things that I enjoy most and things that I find that are the ones that inspire me the most about those images. When I put my hand on it and I know exactly what it is, I then try to learn that as a new skill. And that that becomes my theme for a given year or for a few months. And this is something that I try to then work with and practice. And this is the technique or a skill that I am trying to then learn. And for me, for example, personally, I don't usually then create a mood board out of it because I don't want to be recreating the images, but I want to be discovering something new by myself. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea as well, because sometimes we can get a bit caught up in recreating the images and ending up not copying other people but feeling like it's not ours necessarily and so I think putting it into words maybe and noting down the patterns that you're seeing can help inspire new images in your imagination which you can then start recreating from your own imagination instead which I think is a really nice way to do it too. Well I think that's a, a pretty good way to end end today's episode. I hope it was uh, inspiring and useful for people to, to think of some new ways that they can be creative, coming up with new projects, different ways to push themselves creatively in a personal as well as in a professional way um, and maybe think of new ways that they can use personal projects to attract new clients as well this year exactly so we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we cannot wait to share with you more in the meantime you can find all of our details in the description of this episode we look forward to sharing the next episode with you and make sure to follow us and subscribe not to miss out any other episodes that will be coming out soon amazing thanks for listening everyone and see you in the next episode